Welcome to the C3 Church Watson Podcast. Our vision is to connect you to Jesus, develop you as a follower of Christ, and empower you to build the church. We hope you are blessed by this week's message. We're continuing our series, which is all about God, Yahweh. And we've looked at the names of God and how they reveal to us who God is. We've looked at how big God is. We've looked at God's holiness. And this morning, we are looking at God's power. Amen. This morning, we're looking at God's power. God is powerful. He he is. God is powerful. One of the names of God is Jehovah Sabaoth, which means the Lord of hosts. One of the meanings for that word is the Lord, the able one. God is able. God is able. The Lord, the able one, he is able. When he hears your cry, he is able to come to your side and rescue you. Yes. He's, either, uh, he's able to either rescue you out of the fire, but if he doesn't do that, don't you worry, he'll bring you through it. And you'll come out the other side. You'll come out the other end. You'll be, you may smell of smoke. Paul would lose his eyebrows, because there's a lot of them. (laughs) You asked for that, because you were talking. One in the room, the teacher. Am I losing my microphone? No? Okay, good. Bill didn't like what I said, so he turned me off. (laughs) No, I've got to stop being silly and start being serious. Okay, he is able. For whatever you are looking down the barrel of this morning, I want to tell you something. God is able. There is nothing that he is not able to do. Nothing is impossible for God. Nothing is impossible for God. No thing is impossible for God. And that is the absolute truth. God can do anything, anytime, whenever he wants. He is able. This morning, I'm gonna look specifically at a couple of examples that show this truth. He is able, but he wants to work with us to see the miracle happen. He wants to work with you to see the breakthrough happen. He wants to work with you today to see the change come through, to see the change take place. What am I talking about? Well, if you want to get a job, you actually have to apply for the job, right? And get the interview and go to the interview. If you want, unless you're a genius, and I know there are some geniuses in the room, but unless you're a genius, you usually have to study for the test to pass. If you want to get married, you have to actually go out with someone. Now, that's where some of you are missing the mark. You actually have to invite someone out. That's the first part of, anyway, keep moving. (laughs) Life doesn't just happen to us. It doesn't just fall on us out of the sky. We are participators in life and God moves with our moving. As we move, God moves and he opens doors and he brings opportunities and he brings connections into our world. 
There are so many great examples of this in the Bible, and we're going to look at two this morning. The first one is with Joshua and the Israelites. Moses brought them to the promised land. Joshua brought them in to the promised land. And they, you know, they'd done Jericho, and they were living in the promised land. And then they got a message from the Gibeonites, and they said, please come and fight with us, because we have uh, five Emirate kings have come against us, and we need your help. Joshua 10, here it is, let's read it together. The man of Gibeon quickly sent messages, sent messages to Joshua at his camp in Gilgal. Don't abandon your servants now, they pleaded. Come at once, save us, help us. For all the Amorite kings who lived in the hill country have joined forces to attack us. So Joshua and his entire army, including his best warriors, left Gilgal, Gilgal and set out for Gibeon. Do not be afraid of them, the Lord said to Joshua, for I have given you victory over them. Not a single one of them will be able to stand up against you. What a great word from the Lord. Who would like to get that word from the Lord? Yeah, it's a, it's a fantastic, a fantastic message. God said to Joshua, don't be afraid because he, God, was gonna give him victory. So good, so great. But Joshua didn't say, well, thank goodness, God, and just walk into the battle without a weapon. La, 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 la. God's given me the victory. He didn't do that. He still had to fight and win the battle that God had already told him he was gonna be victorious in. He was fighting from a place of victory, yes, but he still had to fight. And he built Joshua as a fighter and as a warrior during the battle. And he does that for us during our battles. Sometimes we prefer not to have the battle, right? But it's during the battle that he, he builds us as a warrior and as a fighter. And then the next battle, it's not as tough. And then the next one, and then the next one. I've got to say, the battles I fight today are very different to the battles I fought 20 years ago. Because as I've kept walking, and as we keep walking, God builds us. And it's exciting. And horrible. And exciting. Joshua 10, verse nine. Joshua traveled all night from Gilgal and took the Amorite armies by surprise. The Lord threw them into a panic and as the Israelites slaughtered great numbers of them at Gibeon, then the Israelites chased the enemy along the road to Beth Horon, killing them all along the way to Ezekah and Machadah. As the Amorites retreated down the road from Beth Horon, the Lord destroyed them with a terrible hailstorm from heaven that continued until they reached Azekah. The hail killed more of the enemy than the Israelites killed with the sword. Whoa, imagine that. Joshua starts to fight. He does what God said. He gets in there and he fights, but look, look what's happening. He's not alone. Do you know what? As you fight your battle, you are not alone. God was fighting with Joshua and the army. Joshua was fighting with all of his heart and then suddenly these huge hailstones started falling from the sky. That'd be a great movie, right? Has anyone done that yet? Someone will. And not only that, but they're falling on the right people. 
They're killing the right people. Not the Israelites, but the enemy. GPS, yeah, good. We should preach together one day, honey, because you're much funnier than I am. I love this. We are fighting and we are giving our all. We are fully participating in what's going on in the battle that we're facing, but we are not alone. For every enemy we defeat, God shows up and defeats our enemies, 10 to one. For every enemy we defeat, the power of God, the Lord of hosts, the God who is able, is defeating more for us. You are not alone in your battle. God himself is fighting for you. Oh, that's really boring, really, boring. You're not alone in your battle. God is fighting. He's with you. He's fighting for you. That person that seems to have it in for you, in your workplace, or in, the, in your university, or in your school, God is fighting for you. That blockage that just you can't seem to get around in your business, God is fighting for you. If you, you're, you, that health situation or scare or prognosis that someone is talking to, God is fighting for you. That financial holdup where you can't seem to, <clears throat> God is fighting for you, the Lord of hosts. God is able. So the story continues and Joshua, he, he's fighting and he's, he's thinking, my gosh, it's getting dark. We're running out of light. Something's gotta be done. If the sun goes down, we are not gonna be able to totally defeat this enemy. We need to totally defeat this enemy. And so he does this. On the day the Lord gave the Israelites victory over the Amorites, Joshua prayed to the Lord in front of all of the people of Israel. And he said, let the sun stand still over Gibeon and the moon over the valley of Ajalon. Is that how you say it? Great. He didn't even ask. He's drenched in sweat. He's mentally and physically exhausted. He looks up to the sky and he says, he commands, son, stop. We've got a victory to win. And it did. That's pretty cool, right? That, that's, that's pretty amazing. What I wanna say, what I wanna bring out of that, what I just said there, is this thing, some of you need to find your voice in this battle. You need to use your words in this battle. You need to begin to declare in this battle. You need to begin to declare that <laughs> there's gonna be a change as you begin to declare what you are believing for and what you are waiting on. It's your declaration, it's your command, it's the song that comes out of your mouth. The Lord of hosts, the God who is able is going to respond to your declaration. He waited for Joshua to speak and then he did something incredible, something that had never been done before. But Joshua had to, had to start to speak it out. Maybe he's waiting on you. Maybe he's waiting on you today. 
So that's, that's, one, that's uh, example number one. Here's example number two. <clears throat> a battle where God who is able worked with someone to see a victory come. Now this story, most people in this room will know this story. And it's the battle between Goliath and David. 1 Samuel 17, there was a uh, bit of a standoff going on. We're going to pick it up in verse 2. Saul countered by gathering the Israelite troops near the valley of Elah. Verse 4. Then Goliath, the Philistine champion from Gath, came out of the Philistine ranks to face the forces of Israel. He was over nine feet tall. He wore a bronze helmet and his bronze coat of mail weighed 125 pounds. He also wore bronze leg armor. He carried a bronze javelin on his shoulder. The shaft of his spear was heavy and thick as a weaver's beam, tipped with an iron spearhead that weighed 15 pounds. His armor bearer walked ahead of him carrying a shield. Goliath was big. He towered over everyone. He was about three meters tall, probably weighed over 300 kilos. That was big. He was dressed in heavy armor with a, he had three weapons, a spear, a sword, and a javelin, and one armor bearer. And he was yelling twice a day for 40 days, like a man with a megaphone, and he was taunting, and he was threatening, and he was fighting the army of Israel, the army of the living God. And he was succeeding. Sometimes we have situations in our life where there's a, there's a battle, there's a taunt, and it's working. It's starting to work. It's starting to, to wear us down. See, Goliath, he was trying to intimidate them, and, and it was working. And Goliath's come into your life and my life to threaten and taunt and frighten us. Some of you here today are facing a Goliath right now. I want to tell you, God is able to deliver you. When Saul and the Israelite army heard Goliath's words, the Bible says they were frightened. 1 Samuel 17, 11 says this, when Saul and the Israelites heard this, they were terrified and deeply shaken. Let's face it. At times, we find ourselves facing things that we find overwhelming and frightening. Anyone? And we may at those times think that we don't have what it takes to win the battle. You might feel like that right now. I want to read to you something that I read during the week that I believe God wants me to say, to share, to say to some of you today who are facing a situation where you are terrified and deeply shaken about. It's something that Shelley Giglio, her and her husband run a church in America, put up, and this is what it says. The devil whispered in my ear, you're not strong enough to withstand the storm. Today, I whispered in the devil's ear, I am the storm. I am the storm. Do you understand and realize who is living on the inside of you? I'm not the storm because of me, but I am. The great I am. God says, he, he's, when Moses said, who will I say sent me? He said, I am. He is the great I am. 
And he is the storm. God in you is the hope of glory. And nothing is bigger than that. Nothing is bigger than God in you. No battle, no diagnosis, no shortfall, no lack, no problem, nothing. God on the inside of you, he is able. He is able. God in you is doing damage to anything that the devil tries to throw at you. David understood this truth. He, he, he knew it. He got it. And when he came, he came onto the scene and he came onto the scene bringing provisions. He just got asked to take some food. Okay, sure. Took some food to his brothers. And when he heard Goliath's words, he wasn't afraid. He was angry. He was angry. When you realize that God in you is the storm, we, you and I, we will get angry too. Verse 26, so David asked the soldier standing nearby, what will a man get for killing this Philistine and ending his defiance of Israel? Who is this pagan Philistine anyway that he is allowed to defy the armies of the living God? David understood that God is able. And he had a holy and righteous anger. A righteous anger that the Israelites were even in this situation. Hold on a minute. Why is this even being tolerated? This is not right. Some of you need to say, hold on a minute. Why is this being even tolerated in my life? This is not right. Because it can sneak up on you. Sometimes it sneaks up on me. I remember being on holidays. When I go on holidays, I sort of just rest. That's what holidays are for, right? I know, it's amazing. Rest. Beautiful. And I was trying to rest. But I just had this, it was like I was in this whirlwind of, of um, fear and intimidation and, and just my brain, it wouldn't. That, this went on for a couple of days. And then I went, hold on a minute. This is, this is wrong. There is no way that this is allowed in my life. Because the Lord of hosts, God who is able in me, is the storm. This storm is stopping in the name of Jesus. And so I did a bit of that. <laughs> and it went. And it stopped. And I could swim in Jesus' name and be happy, which made my husband happy. Happy wife, happy friend. <laughs> David focused on the Lord of hosts who had delivered him in the past. And he said to Goliath, he will deliver me today. Verse 37, the Lord who rescued me from the claws of the lion and the bear will rescue me from this Philistine. You know, this is one of the reasons why the Bible tells us to remember what he has done for us. We don't live our life looking behind us, but we remember what he's done for us. Don't forget what he's done. Don't forget that he, he pulled you out of that pit. Don't forget that he provided for you in that situation. Don't forget that he brought healing when, when they all said you couldn't be healed. Don't forget what he did. Remember what he did because the same God who did that he is going to rescue and deliver me today. 
That's what David said, and he built up his faith. And when we're in the middle of a battle, when we're in the middle of the fight, we need to build up our faith. The same God. The same God. Zechariah 4.6 says this, this is the word of the Lord to Melanie. I put my name in it whenever I read it. You should put your name in there too. This is the word of the Lord to you. It's not by might, and it's not by power, but it's by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts, Jehovah Sabaoth. The God who, with the, the God who says this is the God who is able. The God who is able says to you today, it's not by your might, and it's not by your power, it's not by your force, and it's not by your push, it's by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Hmm. We all know the end of this story. David defeats Goliath. You guys can come up. Goliath stood his ground. Goliath knew. He knew that the Lord of hosts was with him. Let me just read it. Verse 45. Goliath was taunting. David replied to the Philistine, you come to me with a sword and a spear and a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of the armies of Israel whom you have defiled. Today, the Lord will conquer you and I will kill you and cut off your head and I will give the dead bodies of your men to the birds and the wild animals and the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel and everyone assembled here will know that the Lord rescues his people but not with a sword and a spear. This is the Lord's battle and he will give you to us. is the Lord's battle. Your part is to show up, to stand, to remember what he did, to declare that, to follow his lead. David had to pick up some stones, something that looked like there's no way I can defeat this huge thing but he did, because it's the Lord's battle. The God who is able, the God who is all powerful, the God where nothing is impossible for him, that's the God. It's with the declaration at times of your word, like with Joshua. Some of you are facing Goliaths and you don't know how you're going to get through. I hope you feel encouraged today that the Lord of hosts is with you. The Lord of hosts, the God who is able, is with you. Father, I thank you that you're coming alongside people in this room today who are fighting 
things that they feel are bigger than them. I thank you, God, that they are not. I thank you that you are bigger in them. God, in them is bigger than any battle they face. I thank you, Father, for a breakthrough. Lord, I thank you for a financial breakthrough. Thank you for it, Lord. Father, I thank you for healing in the name of Jesus. I speak healing out in this room right now. I thank you, Father, that you bring life to mortal flesh in this place. Thank you, God, for jobs. Thank you, God, for restoration in relationships. I thank you, Father God, right now. Lord, for marriages, Father, that are even at the point where they don't think there's an answer. God, I thank you, Father, for restoration in marriages in this room right now. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. I thank you, you fill someone here today who needs to, they, they, they need to be filled with faith right now. You fill them with your faith. Thank you, God. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our church, find us online at c3churchwatson.com.au. We hope to see you in church again this weekend.